Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse dominates the box office. Oppenheimer gets an R rating. And How to Train Your Dragon's live-action film gets its two leads. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. It's yet another episode of Movie News where we go through all of the industry news so you don't have to. We had a huge weekend at the box office as well as a ton of great casting announcements, trailer releases, and a few of TV's most spectacular TV shows at the moment all had their series finales this past week. But let's get into the box office opening with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. To no surprise to anybody, absolutely decimated the box office with a 100 $13 million opening weekend in the domestic box office. It had an excellent $58 million Friday, which is super impressive. Yeah, and also the second biggest opening for an animated film behind The Incredibles 2. So this is also, I think it tripled its original film's mm-hmm. opening box office I as always well. forget how how huge The Incredibles 2 was. That was a massive hit. Massive, massive hit. Yeah. And next up in second place, we have The Little Mermaid, and its second weekend pulled in $41 million. Its global total is at... $225 million internationally around the world, which is kind of underperforming. This is a $250 million budget film, meaning it's got to pull about $500 million to become a profitable film. So this movie may not even break even from Disney. They wanted, Disney probably wanted 250 opening weekend globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so not performing it, it, well internationally at it, all. It hasn't even hit that. So, and I also think that, I mean, it's done well in America. It's um, almost at 200 million in yeah, America, but yeah. it's just not performing well internationally. I, I think um, people are getting a little lackluster, and they're when they are looking at it. Yet another Disney live action remake could mm-hmm. be it around the world. Yeah, so that, that might be it. That it, that could be just like another one. So I mean, it's like another oh, one. Like we're at the point where like you have to see these movies, or else you're yeah. not a good movie fan, or something like that. <laughs> I like know. I guess people. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to watch The Little I don't, Mermaid. I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care. It's The Little Mermaid. I mean, you're not gonna, I'm not going to watch I'm it. I'm a 33-year-old single man. Like, <laughs> like shit's not for me. <laughs> In third place, The Boogeyman had a good opening weekend with $11.5 million domestically. It looks like it's on track to hit about 30 to $40 million, so. Hopefully, that's the budget was $30 million. Yeah. I would like to see it get a little more. I mean, it's I the think first it's, like yeah. solid rated R horror movie, I think, this year so far, right? Yeah, so and it, it's PG-13. Oh, that's right, yeah. PG-13. That's its problem, I think. Yeah, so it has stiff competition with all these huge movies. I think if it came out in the spring, it would have been done better, but it's it's going up against Spider-Man, Guardians, and Fast X, who all eat into the audience of a movie like The Boogeyman. Um, so I think it was a tough weekend to open the film June 2nd. It did pretty good, but I, I think that they want uh, they wanted $20, 25000000 million that some of the more recent horror movies are pulling opening weekend. Yeah. Well, I mean, in fourth place, we have good news for Disney because it owns Little Mermaid. It owns the Boogeyman. That's 20th Century Studios, which is Disney. And then Guardians of the Galaxy pulled in an extra $10 million. That has been a global success for them for sure. Yeah, and it's doing a great holdover in its fourth weekend. That's $10 million. It's still in the top five. That's terrific. And then... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fast X 
came in fifth place with $9 million. It has now hit $525 million globally. And like we said in our review, it's not going to even come close to a billion. It'll probably hit about seven, seven fifty, maybe. Yeah. Not, not, no way. It's maybe not even hit six hundred. It just came out. Give it a, you nine million. Whenever a movie comes out, you're like, "There's no way it's going to make it." No, no, no. Your projections are so astronomical. What are you talking about? I said, I said John Wick's going to top four hundred million. You Listen, said I was okay, crazy. That was that was a very specific thing. I'm talking about a movie when it's been out for four weeks. It's been out for three weeks. I know, but like, it's only pulled in nine million this weekend. How's it going to hit seven hundred million? Because and, it does really well in. Internationally, it's done. The global market, it's, it's not tapping, done. It's tapping out, man. In America, it's done, but globally, it's, it's crushing. <laughs> it's gonna hit seven hundred million, no problem. <laughs> I can't wait to rub it in your face, just we'll like see. John Wick Four. Listen, stay tuned for Movie News One Hundred and Three. We next had this week. conversation with John Wick Four. You look, there's, there's no, no way. Um, that's there's a no way. It's that's a different situation. John Wick had not come out yet. John Wick had not. No, come no, out no. Yet. John Wick hit, did come out. It was out for two weeks, and you're like, there's no way it's going to have the legs at 400 million. It's a terrible impression of me. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. It was after it was out for two weeks. You Moving on to number six, we have Super Mario Bros. pulled another $3.3 million. Its box office is absurd, and it's just killing still. Then uh, About My Father, starring Sebastian Maniscalco and De Niro, made another $2 million with a pretty modest 8.6 total, as well as Burt Kreischer's film The Machine, also, pulling the exact same numbers, uh, $1.8 million, it has hit $8.7 million total. So, both those films are performing exactly the same. So, like I said last week, it was probably a mistake to release them at the same time because they kind of have the same audience. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like these comedies aren't doing really well that are just like solo projects for comedians. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm those sure... Those are really good performers. I'm guessing De Niro got paid more than that for the movie. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably got paid more than $8 million. Yeah. He's Robert De Niro. <laughs> I mean, Maniscalco, he gets paid, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's the most successful comedian right now, probably. But he's a producer on the film, too, so he probably took okay, a better yeah. back-end deal as opposed to up front to save money. Put some of his own money. But he's not it. making that back-end with this. this They'll make a- some money when they sell it to a streamer, but it's not doing that well. Um, I wasn't expecting the machine to do huge um, because he's a lesser known comedian, mm-hmm. but and also you don't have a the most famous actor ever in your movie too. True. True. Um, next up, Gerard, I mean, you got Luke Skywalker's in it. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, next up, Gerard Butler's Kandahar uh, performing okay with a seven fifty seven hundred fifty thousand dollar weekend in its second weekend. Only has four million total, so it's a it's a dud. Gerard Butler movies are off and on with the box office. And then You Hurt My Feelings, it's doing pretty well in limited release, and it has hit $3 million total with a 700000 weekend, so it's doing well. It has not even hit 1,000 theaters, so it's, it's pretty good for that number. And also, we got some other films coming out this week. What's the, um, the South Korean film coming out, the A24 one? Past Lives Past has Lives. a limited release right now. Yeah, It's only playing in four cities, but it's doing really well with its limited release box office per, average, per theater average. And it's going to expand next week and, and go. It's probably going to be pretty wide in two weeks. I, I want to see it very yeah. soon. And it's I having keep hearing a, great things yeah. about it. And it's having special releases at Alamo Draft Houses too. Got to look. Maybe get some tickets for tomorrow or mm-hmm. something. Next up, three of the most critically acclaimed and talked about shows of the moment actually all had their series finales, ironically, at the same week. That's wild. So Succession, Ted Lasso, and Barry all had their series finales. Succession and Barry are Max series, and then Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Um, these are three shows that we've been watching Succession, but like so many people tell me to watch Ted Lasso's tone, so many people tell me to talk to watch Barry. It's pretty. Sh- I've never seen this happen ever, where like 
three shows that are so into the cultural zeitgeist ended at the same time. It's pretty strange. I've never seen that before. It's pretty it's interesting. It's interesting how it all ended. And from what I can gather, um, we were very happy with the Succession finale. Everyone I've talked to who is a Succession fan is very happy with the ending. And then same with the other two shows. Apparently, both Ted Lasso and Barry stuck their landings perfectly. And everyone I spoke to about those shows has been really satisfied with them. So... Uh, we're, I'm probably gonna maybe watch Ted Lasso because people keep telling me to watch it. So. I might watch Barry. Yeah. I was talking to someone recently who watched both, and they said that the Barry finale was better than the Succession one. I'm like, what? How is Whoa. that possible? Interesting. Insane. But move on to some more news. We have a ton of Oppenheimer updates. So first of all, Oppenheimer tickets are on sale right now, especially for their 70 millimeter and 35 millimeter large format. So this is going to actually see. Film projection. This will only probably last about a week or two. That's usually the way this works with new movies for Christopher Nolan, Tarantino sometimes. So check your local theaters to see if you're fortunate enough to be near a theater that's playing Oppenheimer on actual film reels or IMAX film reels. It will be one of the best cinematic experiences you've ever had in your entire life. Since the early 2000s, movie theaters have really just been playing digital projection, very high-quality digital projection, unless stated otherwise at a specific screening. We love seeing film as much as possible. That's why we always go to the New Bev, and we saw Licorice Pizza on 70mm, which looked glorious. So if you can, if you can get the tickets ASAP, I'm sure they're selling out. But if you can see Oppenheimer... Projected on actual film, I yeah. cannot recommend that enough. And then the IMAX film reel for the for the movie was revealed to be 11 miles long. <laughs> That's pretty long. And it's not because it's an, a super long movie. It's a, it's a long movie. It's 240, but it's not incredibly long. It's because, as we've explained in the past, IMAX film, it's actually horizontally projected through the camera and through the projector. And then IMAX in particular takes three frames of 65 millimeter and turns it into one frame of IMAX. So each frame is three times longer than a normal film frame. So that's why it's 11 miles long, and that's why it's, why it's so big. And IMAX projectors, they usually have three like holsters for each reel of film, and they had to add a, a fourth one for the <laughs> Oppenheimer oh, yeah. reel. Oh, yeah. Because it's being projected on the horizontal IMAX film, which is three each frame is three times as big as a normal frame of film. This will be a headline for every Nolan movie going forward yeah. because yeah. he's only shot Dunkirk completely in IMAX as well, and that wasn't as long as this film. Yeah. And then before that, Tenet was also completely shot in IMAX as well. And, I mean, we we had a great viral clip on TikTok. I mean, vice versa. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. On, <laughs> on TikTok where I talked about how we shot this on IMAX and – some even some film people were confused, thinking it was just sixty-five millimeter, but it's actual. He's actually filming it on the IMAX film, and you can tell that very easily if you just look at any set photos. the The magazine for IMAX cameras is it's not upright; it's on its side because the film is horizontally going through the camera, as opposed to any other film goes vertically into the camera because it's a vertically projected. Whereas he, they took that sixty-five millimeter film and turned it on its side. To project it and film it that way. So yeah. if you look at the camera, um, and there's a really great photo they just released of uh, Kelly Murphy lying in bed, and then it's just Christopher Nolan with the IMAX camera above him. <laughs> the giant camera. It's a giant camera, but if you look at it, the magazine, it's actually horizontal as opposed to vertical, which traditional film shoots as. And he, yeah, so he filmed Oppenheimer 65 millimeter, ups, I mean, processed to 70 millimeter and 35 millimeter, obviously. And it's really exciting stuff, and not many filmmakers. Are doing this. That's why he's nobody's. The man. <laughs> he's the fucking man. We love that guy so much. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, 
Peel just did it with Nope. They did they use IMAX film? Yeah, for the, for film. the f- production. Yeah, used film. No, no, I know he used film, but I did he did they shoot on IMAX film? Yeah, nice. Yeah, he shot on IMAX it's film awesome. for that movie. Nice. Him, he, he's got that hookup with, with Nolan shit. now. <laughs> but some more Oppenheimer news: a new image has been released of Robert Downey Jr. And I am calling it early right now. I can see this guy winning an Oscar this year. Finally, supporting actor. Finally, supporting actor nom- uh, nomination potential win. Finally, winning his Oscar. I think he. He really was close to winning back for Chaplin in 1992. He lost to, I believe, Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman, which is <sighs> it's, it's tough to beat that, but I still think his performance in Chaplin is his best. If you've never seen that movie, I highly recommend it, but I think I can see this happening with him this year. I mean, the movie might win two acting Oscars. It could. Him and Killian. I hope so. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Killian's getting a lot of early great press. Um, I hope that Nolan actually finally makes a movie that gets Oscar love. Besides cinematography and production stuff, just, yeah, just, his films will just get technical um, nominations, but that's it. Outside of a mental screenplay, yeah, I mean, he didn't get nominated for best director till Dunkirk, yeah, which is fucking crazy, insane. <laughs> oh my god. Um, also, like you said earlier at the opening of the episode, the film would be rated R. Oppenheimer's getting an R rating, not just for violence and. Other things, but also for nudity, it says. Ooh. So we're going to see nudity in a Chris Nolan movie. That's going to be odd. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like if you saw nudity in a Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't you, really happen. Yeah, it doesn't really happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Looking forward. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's something <laughs> that I think has been lacking from his films, and I always said was lacking from Tarantino films. Also, like Hollywood late, lately, when was the last time you saw tits in a movie? <laughs> like boobs or, are, or a dong? Boobs are gone in Hollywood. It's like the last five years, they're just gone. Like what happened besides Game of Thrones? Like boobs are gone. <laughs> America, man, I miss it. <laughs> I'm trying to think in terms of American releases. Um, it used to I be pretty common for a rated R movie. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) nudity is a part of life, but apparently not in Hollywood. Not in America anymore. (laughs) (laughs) More Oppenheimer news related. We just put it all in chunk. Yeah. Uh, So apparently these are rumors. I don't know if these are verified or not, but apparently Tom Cruise is unhappy that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 will be leaving IMAX screens after just being in those theaters for one week because it comes out the 14th and then on July 21st. Oppenheimer comes out as well as Barbie, but Oppenheimer will be taking over the IMAX screens for at least three weeks, I believe, until uh, an August release is coming to replace it. And I believe, I mean, I've heard rumors and obviously everyone, all these media outlets are using this as the the new angry Tom Cruise bit to to get clickbait, I'm sure. I'm sure he's not happy about it, but I think it's probably getting overblown in the media. I but, mean, yeah, I'd say he wouldn't be happy about it, but they they picked that release date. Yeah, I mean, I mean it is what it is. What did, I mean... The thing with IMAX is they only play one film at a time in all the screens, so that you'll never see multiple movies playing at the same time on IMAX screens. So it's either one movie or the other. I I would say, that, I mean, they could have got they should have gone for a week earlier as a release if they knew. I mean, Oppenheimer said its release date last year, so I'm they, sure. Yeah, I think that's why it's yeah. blown out of proportion, and I think it's like they, they could have moved they it knew. up. It's Christopher yeah. Nolan; he only yeah. releases movies in yeah, IMAX. Yes. What they think. I mean, I'm sure that they knew they had this conversation last year. That's what I mean. They decided to keep yeah. the July 14th release date. I bet this is information that happened last year that people Maybe. are just reporting on now. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know Tom Cruise personally. I wish I did. But I'm sure Tom wants as many people to see in an IMAX as he can get. So yeah. that is, it's not ideal, clearly. I wonder what what's an early July release that would prevent him from releasing, that would have prevented them from releasing it in early July? I can't think that would, um, I can't think of anything. Because. 
early July, I mean, maybe they didn't want to release in the July 4th weekend. It'd be no, weird. that's a great weekend to release movies. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I thought that would have been a great decision to do. Let me pull it up real quick. Here, what, what do we got? Jul- July early releases. So July 14th is D- Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Barbie and Oppenheimer, July 21st. This got, what, what would be like a big action movie that's in there for the end of June to July? I can't think of anything. Just Spider-Man and... I don't know. I can't think of anything why they were adamant about choosing the July 14th release date. I couldn't tell you. There's nothing, really. I really wish you could, man. There's Insidious, <laughs> Insidious Joyride. Oh, you know what it is? The Flash is going to be taking it up because The Flash comes out... The oh Indiana Jones is June thirtieth. Uh huh. So that probably has IMAX screens for two weeks. Yeah, they would have. They should have gone against Indiana. So they got the Flash yeah. mid June taking over IMAX, and then Indiana Jones for two weeks. So everyone's getting two weeks except for Mission Impossible. <laughs> that does suck. I'm sure they'll do a re release um after Oppenheimer's run, but they it actually they are technically opening it on July twelfth that Wednesday. They'll have ten days yeah, in theaters, so they'll have ten days. To, but also, I mean. It's a higher ticket price, so that's also you're losing some money yeah. by getting rid of the IMAX theaters. So that's also like it's you're getting cut in your wallet a little bit. So I'm sure I'm sure they're not happy about it, but it is what it's a yeah, it's, it's a packed it's, summer. It's, this was all planned a year ago. Yeah. But I mean, I would say like no matter where you release your movie in, in this summer of 2023, you don't have much time in theaters at IMAX. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to some more news. The, we have the, the daddies, the two, the two new fathers who they already have kids, but uh, <laughs> best buds Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Aged 83 and 79, respectively, Pacino's 83, De Niro's 79, have both welcomed new children <laughs> at these ages, which is so old. Really inspiring stuff. Are really. they going to see the kids as teenagers? Or? <laughs> I don't know, Anthony. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. That's um, wild. Good for them. Good, good. Yeah, just still going. Hoo Yeah. Hoo <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's so funny. It's, <laughs> it's funny that Italian that, blood, dude. It's funny that they just both had kids at the same time. <laughs> I know, isn't it? <laughs> like, what the hell? Were they all on vacation together? Like, what's going on? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that libido never dies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to some more news. Spider-Man 4 news. So Tom Holland has been doing a little press and interviews for um, Spider-Verse coming out. And he has said that he's been meeting... Uh, with Sony about Spider-Man 4, trying to figure it out, as well as it was recently put on pause, though, these meetings, because they are standing in solidarity with the union strike for the Writers Guild of America. But the meetings were taking place, so you can bet your butt this is in development. Yeah, just no writing, but they're yeah. like, hey, we're going to do this yeah, and yeah. that. Like, they're, <laughs> they're planning it. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry, it's coming, everybody. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't mind waiting. I yeah, mean, no. he just had... We saw him as Spider-Man for 10 years straight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he can take a break from Holland and Spider-Man. It's all good. He's a great kid, but, yeah. you know, just want to give everyone an update, Anthony. No, no, I'm just I'm just saying, like, I know, you... I know people are lying, like, we need it! <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get what, what you're so upset about, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> all right, getting to Disney. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, we wrote about, we talked about how they purged content from Disney Plus and from Hulu. So they eliminated 52 different projects, TV shows, and movies from both apps, and eventually this year Hulu will uh, join into the Disney Plus app, and so they will be joining cohesively. (laughs) Now, the reason for this huge purge of content was because of a tax write-off. So Disney 
got $1.5 billion in tax write-off for erasing this content. Basically calling it, when when a company can call something a loss of profit, they can get a tax write-off for it. So that's why they purged all this content. And included in this are the show's Willow, the Joey King movie, The Princess, as well as a bunch of other uh, movies and TV shows. And some fans aren't happy with it, but it's... It is what it is, you know. They they they're losing money, so they had to figure out a way to make a quick buck. So one point five million is pretty one billion. One point five billion is pretty big payday. Plus, I mean, I'm sure some of these things were getting put in our numbers. Like, yeah, they were they weren't getting that many numbers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can't <laughs> the views, have been. They, I would love to see some of the views yeah. on, on some of the shows. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and this is also why going forward they'll be producing less content and focusing more on quality than quantity. I mean they released 79 projects in 2 months. Really? No, I'm just, <laughs> it felt like that. It did feel it like felt that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to some flash news. So the Flash 2 is actually completed in terms of its first script written by David Leslie Johnson McGrodick, who wrote Aquaman. So the script will include guest appearances from Michael Keaton's Batman. Sasha Kaye's Supergirl. That's awesome. So the script is done. I'm sure it'll get some retinkering as well. But this shows you that DC's got their shit together finally. It's weird having already seen a movie so long ago that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, it's pretty Isn't odd. Isn't that odd? Yeah, it's I, pretty weird. I was just thinking, like, why are we talking about The Flash still? And then I was like, wait, <laughs> nobody else has seen it. It hasn't even fucking come out yet. <laughs> also, um, it's really sad online. I posted a clip about Sasha Kaye, and we talked about how great she did as Supergirl. And the comments in it were terrible. What just like, saying? just like all these guys on Twi- on TikTok saying like, we don't want a girl, like nobody's gonna see a, a, a Supergirl movie, nobody cares. I'll see like, a Supergirl like, movie. Like no, bo- it would be the biggest box office bomb ever. And I was just like, this is really sad. Like, just like, why can't you have a female super super person? I DC? thought she was badass in it. Yeah, I thought she was great, and she's very aesthetically pleasing to look at. <laughs> <laughs> she's very lovely. You just say she's beautiful. She's, she's very like, lovely. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. I said it like an android. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was great. So, I mean, she's terrific. Yeah, so so sad that you, she's always going to have to fight with that animosity towards her online. It's like, just for existing. Sorry that Supergirl exists. It's crazy, man. <laughs> crazy. Listen, we've had like 15 Supermans. Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's so, it, it, we, they can exist yeah. at the same time. They're yeah. gonna make a super. Well, no, they're th- making a Superman movie. There were a bunch of comments, of, and the, I responded to one of them. But they were all basically a bunch of these guys were saying there should only be one Superman, and it's Henry Cavill. And I was like, yet yeah, six guys can be playing Batman at the same time. <laughs> Is that it's okay then? Bro, I love Henry Cavill, but they're literally making a Superman movie in two years. It's coming out. God forbid she has some screen time in a Flash yeah, movie. Man. Holy shit! Holy crap! <laughs> they'll, wait, they'll, also, wait until you see the fucking movie. Yeah, that's the thing about the Flash, and I've been seeing a lot of hate of it online for some reason. It's like all these people have these opinions about this movie that they haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen it; you don't even know what it's about. Especially, I saw one not to get off on a rant, but oh, it's fine, man. I saw one tweet that got a ton of attention where they retweeted the shot of the battle that's happening at the desert. So obviously, sure, it's the yeah. Man of Steel, Steel sequence where um, the the trio where, with it, where um, Zod and Feyora meet Kal El in Man of Steel with the army. So this is obviously a big action set piece. It's all over the trailer. There's shots. And someone said, this looks terrible. It's so uninteresting. Just let's have our giant battle in the desert. And I'm just sitting there like, you don't even know what part of the movie this is in. You don't even, you probably think that this is the freaking climax because you didn't see the fucking movie yet. 
we should wait until I you mean, see the movie. Civil War was in an airport. Exactly. <laughs> like what? What kind of? Like, they fought in an airport. But like, like you haven't even seen it yet, and you're acting like you know everything about the movie. They'll just never be happy about it. Jesus. They've already made up their mind about it. That's the thing. Look, dude, I yeah. I want to watch Henry Cavill as Superman as much as anybody, but like, wait until you see the movie before you start passing judgment. It's not the world we live in, bro. It's my number one of the year right now, not, dude. It's I not the world love we live the Flash. In. Oh man, <laughs> it was well, great. Yeah, and she's fantastic. So I, I hope she gets her own movie. Yeah, she she should. Now we got some uh, some Fast Furious. Fast. What do you even call a franchise? It's fast just fast, franchise. Just fast. fast. There's the Fast franchise. Fast franchise. Oh, this is what I've been waiting for. The good news. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Vin Diesel upset that is upset that Jason Momoa overacted in Fast X. Stealing the spotlight. Of all things to say in a about a Fast X movie. He thinks that the acting was over the top. I think he's saying that he outshined him. Yeah, nobody's talking about Vin Diesel, but like the shit that happens in that movie, and he's mad that he was overacting in the movie. Are you kidding me? He drove a car down the down the Hoover Dam as it was exploding, <laughs> and he thinks that the acting was the over the top part. Well, it wasn't the Hoover Dam; it was a big dam, though. Oh, it wasn't the Hoover Dam. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was the Hoover Dam. I don't think so. That, was, that looked just like the Hoover Dam. There are a lot of dams that look just like that, though. Like what? I don't know their names. I'm oh, not, damn not, expert James Stephanie over here. I'm not a civil engineer. Well, you sound like it. <laughs> there, there are a lot of dams that look exactly like it. Which dams? I don't know the dams, but... <laughs> well, you see it. You see one dam, you think it's the only dam in the world. You think it's the Hoover Dam. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. It was not the Hoover Dam. The Hoover Dam's huge, dude. The Hoover Dam is massive. That was a pretty big dam Hoover Dam is like uh, Beavis and Butthead. I, under- I know. What the- I know. So, do you know what a dam is? <laughs> Dom's Hoover Dam stunt in Fast X, Super Bowl TV spot. Was it a Hoover Dam? It's the Hoover, the Hoover Dam. Dom driving down the Hoover Dam. Astonishing Hoover <laughs> Dam stunt in Fast X. Astonishing. <laughs> so, so what you? I'm just. What I'm saying is you're absolutely wrong. I am wrong, and Anthony's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Some mo- gotcha <laughs> Got him But I mean How can you complain about that 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 wasn't even The most ridiculous thing In the movie I, st- I still think The most ridiculous thing About the Fast franchise Is they still live In that house in Echo Park <laughs> <laughs> With no security <laughs> It's like Aren't you guys Any how many terrorists have you fucked over? <laughs> Anthony lived on that street. <laughs> You're not worried about these enemies you've made across the planet coming no, to kill you no, in your sleep? No. <laughs> More fast, fast franchise news. Dwayne Johnson is about to shift the power and the hierarchy structure <laughs> of the fast franchise by getting his own solo movie, just a Hobbs movie. It won't be a Hobbs and Shaw movie. It's just going to be a movie basically just Dwayne Johnson as Hobbs, just an action movie. Um, solo film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I think I think this is because Black Adam failed at the box office and, and Jungle Cruise, and so he's had a few duds. He's about to shift the the hierarchy of power in the fa- Fast franchise. I don't know about that. I don't think a solo Hobbs movie will do that well. Well, as I was being a sarcastic joke. Oh well, it wasn't that funny? I thought it was pretty funny because it's playing on Black Adam. How he said <laughs> oh, I he get was going to shift. So part <laughs> of the Black it. Adam marketing was he kept saying that the power, the hierarchy of power, is about to change. Did he say that? Because he was I don't believe anything you say now after, after that Hoover Dam stunt. This, this is a fact. This is factual information. They even put it on the posters, dude. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Let me look up the uh, posters. Oh, you don't think I'm being... Either, oh, you don't think I'm right? That was a, that was the log line. The power what? of the DC universe, is, or of the DC is about to shift. The hierarchy of power is about Black to change. Adam. P- hierarchy of power. Hierarchy of It was power. like he made an Instagram post about it. It was the thing. And then a meme was created because it didn't do anything... 
about shifting the power of the hierarchy in the DC. Well, I think it, the new era of the DC universe begins is the official. No, I'm talking about Dwayne with Black Adam. Okay. So gotcha. with Black Adam, he was that was the logline for the movie for weeks. You're right. Months. He said he. Well, no, it's not the logline. He said it. Yeah, well, he, he whatever he says. You said it was on the poster. It's on one of the posters. It's not the, adver- the, the, ad- the advertisements, not like the official Black Adam poster. I said on one of the posters. <laughs> it was a joke because you gotta stop proclaiming things as fact without looking into them. I mean, it was a joke because... <laughs> he said it on Instagram. No, that was the marketing campaign for weeks. Everyone listening knows what I'm talking about. That was the marketing campaign for Black Adam for weeks. The, I disagree, man. And when he went to Comic-Con, that's what he said. I know, but yeah, but it wasn't on the posters. On some of the advertisements. <laughs> I just looked at it in zero. <laughs> Could someone DM Anthony personally on his Instagram account and tell him that that I, that we all know what I'm talking about except for him? No, I know what you're talking about. I'm just saying it's only that Dwayne Johnson said it on an Instagram post. For weeks he was saying it. <laughs> it became a meme culture. All right, all right. It was yeah, meme yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a great uh-huh. joke because it's <laughs> ironic because the power a hierarchy of power is not about to change in the fans franchise. <laughs> It's a great joke, man. I'm going to throw my microphone (laughs) off your face. All right, moving on. (laughs) How to Train Your Dragon has cast its live-action lead actors of Hiccup and Astrid. So the live-action adaptation of the DreamWorks animation film is going into production will be coming out later next year. And actor Mason Thames who starred in The Black Phone, will be Hiccup. And then Nico Parker, who was just seen in The Last of Us playing Joel's daughter in the opening to, to uh, for just the one episode, right? A couple flashbacks. A couple flashbacks, plays right. Sarah. She'll be playing Astrid in the film. And they'll be Great, going yeah. forward with production very soon. The director of the animated films will also be directing the live-action adaptation, which I, think, which I think is good. It's not just like, hey, let's like make a live-action for no reason. Like The director and vision of the original films is spearheading that so I think that's cool great castings I thought that Nico Parker was terrific in the black phone last year that was one of my favorite horror movies so good on him getting a big role outside of that and then Nico I mean then um uh, I love the last of us and I thought she did great so good casting moving on to Barbie news which is also again coming out July 21st apparently there was so much pink paint used and created for this film that there was temporarily an international shortage, and basically they used all the pink paint in the world almost. All of it. <laughs> More! It just shows you how big and grand this film is going to be because they use so much pink, and pink, I'm sure, will be a theme and a massive motif, obviously, for the film. Yeah, but also I think just the practicality of actually building Barbie Land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not, using, not relying on CGI or green screen, which I think is a great choice. Next up, The Thing 2... An actual direct sequel to the uh, to John Carpenter's 1982 film might be getting a sequel with him directing. So is he gonna he's gonna put the Xbox controller down and start directing movies again? Does he play Xbox? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is he? He's like a big gamer. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I didn't know. I, would, I mean, if he's doing it, I'm down to see it. Yeah. I mean, I know everyone keeps complaining about these great directors from the 20th century. Like making sequels to their movies, obviously Ridley Scott making a sequel to Gladiator Two, but this isn't the first time this has happened this century, and people complain about it a lot. And honestly, I completely am warmed up to these ideas now. Of like, hey, you know what? This is just Hollywood movies, and you know, there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with making a sequel to a masterpiece like The Thing. And I think like it's the same director. I think it's fine. That's why I think it's yeah. fine. And and when everyone got on and Ridley Scott's ass for making Prometheus, 
I was like, dude, I still enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a lot of fun, and he can do whatever the hell he yeah, wants. Prometheus, it's, it's a cool movie. He made one of the best science fiction movies of all time. Let the guy Two do what he wants. Them. Yeah, but I mean, oh yeah, but I mean specifically with Alien. So like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> What are you gonna do about? I say it? Go the, see it. Who cares? I say if the original filmmaker is doing it, it's it's worth watching. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm. I've completely changed my tune on it, and I'm all for it always now. Nice. Sign me up. John Carpenter directing again, doing the thing too. Let's, Let's go. It. No CGI. Let's go. But, no reboots. Yeah. No nothing. No legacy sequel prequels. <laughs> Even though it would be, I guess, a legacy sequel kind of. No, no one survived. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> good point. Well, I mean, depends on who. Dun, dun, or did they? If the thing is one of them, it or is, both of them, I can tell you or none which of one. them. Oh, we know. There's there's theories. Obviously, yeah. everyone can interpret it for themselves. But there's some more news we gotta get to. Let's do it. George Clooney has another directorial feature coming out this year. It's gonna get released on Christmas Day. The uh, they just got announced, and it's called Boys in the Boat. Its synopsis is a 1930s set story centered on the University of Washington's rowing team from their Depression-era beginnings to winning the gold at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. Sounds cool. Whoa, I wonder, they're going to go to the Berlin Olympics? That means they're going to have Hitler in that movie. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That'll be interesting That watch. sounds like a good movie. That'll be I, interesting I, That watch. sounds really cool. Next up, Black Mirror has released a new trailer for its upcoming season. It will be dropping on Netflix June 15th. It looks fantastic. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. So keep an eye out June fifteenth on Netflix. Well, the thing we'll go back going back to that the Berlin Olympics. That'll be so interesting to see because this was the rise of of Nazis yeah. in Germany, yeah. and and so like because what happened at the Olympics was so fascinating with the culture at the time and how scary it was, mm-hmm. and just to see the Nazi Party before we understood what they really were becoming mm-hmm. and how much power they had and how much they changed over the course of those few years. So yeah. I think that will be a really interesting situation and, and kind of sequence to. To film and, and shoot, so I think this is gonna be awesome. I didn't realize that that's what it was about. I always uh, reminds me of Get Out. Yeah, <laughs> he talks about how his dad lost the race. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. You know, brilliant. if I could have voted for Obama a third time, I would have. <laughs> Best president of my lifetime. I agree. <laughs> So good. <laughs> it's so a good. great reference, man. All right. For any fans of Justified, Timothy Oliphant is returning to the role of Raylan Givens for one season. They just dropped the trailer, and I can't wait. What a good fucking name for a character. Raylan Givens. Yeah, man. Raylan Givens. It's fucking sick. It's a great show. I, I, if you guys I, haven't seen it, it's like it's just like a modern Western TV series, and it's fantastic. It was on FX. Only four seasons. Walton Goggins came to big prominence in that show as well. Yeah, he blew up after yeah, that. Yeah, because he was in The Shield, but he, he was just like the fifth cop in The Shield. So in The Justified, he was like the villain throughout the entire series. And he but he was great. always a scene stealer in everything he's been in. Yeah. Even in uh, in The Shield, he was a scene stealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but man, Justified's awesome. So I only watched, I think, the first two seasons, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Very great. cool. Uh, moving on to the Idol, which gets its release on H. I mean on Max, Max. <laughs> which is it's an HBO drama, drama on Max. Max. <laughs> they fucked so them up. They, they fucked themselves so, so hard. Confusing. Oh my god! <laughs> um, it's getting a lot of mixed reviews critically. It is not doing well. Getting it's pretty rotten, I believe. I think it's like twenty percent really? Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. It did not get a good response. It did premiere at Cannes the first two episodes, so that's why they were doing all that press over there in, in France. At that festival. Wow. Yeah. 25% Rotten Tomatoes and 3.9 IMDb. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I just think that American audiences don't like this kind of um, 
content anymore this kind of storytelling like boundary pushing and yeah experimental and you know disturbing i I don't think americans like it anymore so i think that that's why a lot of critics didn't like tar (laughs) yeah but um it's kind of like how the marilyn monroe movie was critically critically riled yeah you know because i don't think americans uh want to see anything like that anymore so it makes sense Hmm. interesting some more news Jackie Chan, <laughs> Jinx, and John Cena. I had no idea this was a, a thing. They just dropped a trailer for the new film, Hidden Strike, which is an action comedy. And it's the two of them teaming up to like fight terrorists, and it looks absolutely terrible. It looks, <laughs> it's literally all CGI background. Like they, they shot it, they're like in the desert, they're in other locations and action scenes, but it's all green screen. It's jarring. It's it really looks jarring. Like, it looks like a video game. It looks pretty bad. I'm super, I'm shocked. I love Jackie. Y'all know how much we love him. And it's really cool for John Cena and him to do a buddy comedy. I was expecting them um, to speak Chinese because John Cena is fluent in Chinese. I'm sure there's some sequences like Maybe. That. But the CGI is really, really It jarring. looks like yeah. dated by 15 years, it honestly. It, it's, it looks horrible. Some of the, I watched the trailer and I was... At first, I'm like, oh, cool, Jackie Chan and John Cena in a movie together. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked. Our last bit of news has to do with Martin Scorsese and the Pope. So, during a post-can tour of Italy, after Killers of the Flower Moon just premiered there, he obviously went and got a bunch of pasta, saw the sights. (laughs) 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 And, of course, you know, hung out at the Vatican with the Pope because he's a baller. And apparently the Pope asked him to make a movie about Jesus. And we all know that Martin Scorsese is a deeply devout Catholic, very religious, and always puts those themes in pretty much every film he's made. And religion is very personal to him, so it would be really interesting. Apparently he's going to make a movie about Jesus. Yeah, the Pope basically said to him, he he said artists, he, he said he hopes artists would make more films and art about Jesus. And so Scorsese, I think, is... He saw that as like, you know, I have a responsibility to do that as a Catholic. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially because he's already made a movie about Jesus. And, and then Silence not, is about faith. Yeah. yeah. And last time he made a movie about Jesus, it did not go well. And he was rioted and picketed against. And so mm. I'm curious if he, if he actually does make a movie about Jesus, what it would be like. Yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder if it would be like an adaptation of the story or another movie like Silence. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I yeah. think the Pope seems like he wants it specifically about Jesus. He probably wants younger people to yeah, get yeah. more involved or, or just maybe new stories about And then also, I mean, Scorsese is hitting the tail end of his life and his career, so maybe it's something that, you know, he, it's like his final religious film that he can just put it as a director and put everything he has into it. Kind of like The Irishman was a movie about old age and death mm-hmm. and, and dying, I mean, that was like... Disguised as a gangster movie, but the real it was really about dying, like growing old and dying. I would say, yeah, um, and approaching the end of your life. Uh, maybe it would be something like that. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's Scorsese. He's the goat. Can't wait to see it. And I also am just beyond excited for Killers of the Flower Moon this year. Very, very excited. When's it? August. I believe it's November. November, November, November. I think mm-hmm. November twenty third. Correct me if I'm wrong. Someone <laughs> so far it's away. Quite a, well, we got quite the summer. Yeah, but movies. then after Oppenheimer, what, what do we got? Craven? <laughs> well, Craven's October. Yeah, um, I believe October like 25th, which apparently is rated R, I guess, and should be cool. 
And I'm curious when we're finally going to get a trailer for that. Apparently, I guess they're probably. I gonna, thought it was going to be in front of Spider Man. They'll probably. Yeah, me too. Because it's the big Sony release. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. But Why no, yeah, they it? didn't release it. Well, we didn't see it. No, but nobody online has, okay. has talked about it. They didn't release it. Gotcha. Because we saw it without trailers. Yeah, that's kind of odd that I didn't. I didn't think about that. That makes yeah. sense. That it I thought they would because it's a Sony movie, but yeah, maybe it's not ready. <laughs> maybe they're reshooting the whole fucking thing. I would not be surprised. I would because I mean. It comes out in October. You gotta start marketing it. I mean, they don't want another Morbius on their hands, <laughs> or do they? <laughs> or do they? Remember when they thought that people liked Morbius and they did a re-release and no one fucking went? Oh man, I still think that's so funny. So dumb. They thought people loved Morbius and put it back in theaters. There's like a lot of memes online. People love <laughs> They're it. Loving it. There's so much buzz about the movie. <laughs> Let's re-release it. Everybody, it's back in theaters. Get your tickets. That's interesting. <laughs> I am a doctor. You don't know this guy's a doctor? You've been flying in a helicopter for 10 hours? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> nobody asked him. Like Nobody knows who this guy is. Makes no sense. Anyways. All right, that wraps movie news. Uh, we got some great episodes coming for you this week. In case you missed last week's episodes, we did some good stuff. We covered things like... That's I'm last blank. week. La- what did we catch do? you if you can? Catch me if you can was yeah. an excellent episode. That oh, was yeah. so exciting. We did an A24 ranking episode as well. We'll be doing our second episode of our Letterboxd recaps on Tuesday. Monday, tomorrow is our episode on Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Very excited for you all to tune into our breakdown of that terrific animated film. And then our Patreon episodes this past week were a review of Life of Pi and a whole behind-the-scenes vlog of the podcast. And then Thursday is Mad Max Fury Road. My name is Max. Awesome week. Bunch of bangers. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.